What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, what's up, ladies and gents? Thank you for hopping on the podcast. And we are here looking at Romans 11 chapter, chapter 11 today. Here we are. Yeah. And so, Bob, kind of summing up Romans 11 in your own words. If we could translate this to Bobby Jean Corver translation in like a couple of sentences, what would you say <laughs> is going on here? Uh, dot, dot, dot. It, it's all about God. It's uh, one of those chapters where you're reading a lot about Israel and you're reading about um, different types of people and people groups and um, their faithfulness to God. But really uh, beyond that, it's it's just so much more mm-hmm. about God's um, love and faithfulness uh, for them. Yeah, because if you look at the subtitles in the chapter, it's titled again, The Remnant of Israel. Mm-hmm. I feel like this chapter is like Luke 15, The Prodigal Son, mm-hmm. in that it could be retitled to like The Prodigal God. Right. But yeah. God, it's all about God. Yeah. Especially as Paul's looking back at Old Testament Israel, people are faithful, they're not mm-hmm. faithful. They're right. faithful, they're not faithful. They're faithful, they're not faithful. Yeah. And the common theme here is constantly God's faithfulness, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're good. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, initially, like in verses 7 through 10, I'll go ahead and read them. It's kind of a little bit of a summary about how people, folks will try to be right with God in our own power. It sounds like this. Is this the message this version? This is message version. Awesome. And then what happened? Well, when Israel tried to be right with God on her own, pursuing her own self-interest, she didn't succeed. The chosen ones of God were those who let God pursue his interest in them, and as a result received the stamp of legitimacy. The self-interest Israel became the thick became thick-skinned toward God. Moses and Isaiah both commented on this, fed up with their quarrelsome and centered ways, and then it continues. And so that's just kind of a little picture of how that's one way, you know, um, that history has shown us that we try to get ourselves right with God is we try to do it ourselves. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I like the the picture of someone being in a house and leaving, like the Jews saying, forget you, God, we're going to go do, th- do things our way, kicking the front door open and storming off towards Babylon or Persia or whatever enemy of God was out there at the time. I like the image that the door didn't shut. The door stayed open. Because what Paul then keeps talking about in Romans 11 is this, how people were engrafted into God's family. And engrafted meaning like there was a branch from another tree that was basically taped to an existing tree. And in time, those two meshed and became one. We actually got to go to uh, some friends of ours, Harvey and Susan, their vineyard a couple years back. And uh, it was incredible to actually see some of the engrafting happening where they have a branch from another you know, vine, and it's literally, I'm sure it's some special, like, natural tape, but basically it's scotch. like, yeah, definitely not scotch <laughs> tape, but just, like, tape to another branch, and these things, these these roots are becoming engrafted, mm-hmm. and that's how you create different kinds of wine. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah, I mean, way beyond what we know or can can and can do, and uh-huh. that's what this chapter talks about, too, is that it's all God. And and that, so, sorry to cut you off no, real quick, you and, that's, and that's all about us. What do you mean? Because we're the I'm one. Saying, we're, we're, oh we're not. We don't, I don't have any Jewish people in my family. Oh, you mean literally? Yes. Yeah, literally. Like we're the outsiders. We're right. the people who God engrafted in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and 
it just it's humil it's uh it's humbling throughout the chapter too um paul's talking about you know don't look at those branches or don't look at those branches you know you don't understand what god has done here or there and i think that's a good word too that kind of stuck out for me is you know keep your eyes on the lord um don't worry about how god is or um what what it looks like to your natural eyes um just keep focusing on who jesus christ is and what he has done that's one thing you know we talked about how it does doesn't matter if you're far off or very far off or miraculously far off um, or someone in your family is, you know, God's a miracle worker. And so he engrafts people in from all walks of life at all the time. Um, did you want to read the end in the message version? Or well, what's this? well, this is the middle. This is just affirming mm. again how it's all about God. Oh, yes. Great. Verses like 16, 17, and 18. Behind and underneath all there is, is a holy, God-planted, God-tended root. If the primary root of the tree is holy, there's bound to be some holy fruit. Some of the tree's branches were pruned and you and you wild olive shoots were grafted in. That's kind of what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yet the fact that you are now fed by that rich and holy root gives you no cause to crow over the pruned branches. So don't compare. Remember, you aren't feeding the root. The root is feeding you. Yeah. So again, humility for us being, while well, we were once outsiders, at least the core of her family, the rich family yeah. were, I don't think we have any Jewish European background. There were European background. Like, wow, thanks God for including us and not shutting the door when your original people walked out on you, mm-hmm. but instead you left it open for other people to come in. Mm. And like Bobby said, you can't count anybody out because of how far away they are. There's lots of scriptures that talk about how God's so faithful mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. he'll welcome them. So the very ending of this chapter two just says, everything comes from God. Everything happens through him. Everything ends up in him. Always glory, always praise. Yes, yes, yes. God is good. Mm-hmm. But then you are pointing out the scripture reading for us tomorrow is Romans 12. Yeah. So we'll spend just a couple minutes focusing on that. I, um, just was really encouraged how, you know, the Bible isn't uh, divided necessarily by chapters and verses. You know, we get that because it's easy to reference and it's easy to look back at stuff and it helps make sense of it. But really, it's just the seamless um, book. And so when you go from, you know, one chapter to the next, sometimes it might be hard to make connections. But I wanted to go from Romans 11 to 12 just to show you guys how, okay, we've been talking about the law and Jesus Christ and grace and the law and grace. And um, so it's kind of this point then, then what, how do we live then? You know, we know that we're under this umbrella of grace. We know that our sins have been atoned for by Jesus' death on the cross. Now we have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit living in our hearts. So then how do we live? And so that enter Romans chapter 12. And so I'm going to just go ahead and talk a little bit about that for just a minute. And Romans chapter 12 verses one begins with the word therefore. And Clark and I have talked about this before, but that sometimes is one of those words you'll want to pay attention to and just ask yourself, how is that saying? It's like a catchy. It's like, why is the therefore, therefore? Right. One of those. Like, yeah. Therefore is there, therefore. It's mm-hmm. like a hinge word where it's saying it's connecting what you just read mm-hmm. and I was telling you the implications of it in the following sentences. So perfect. So what, why is it there? And so it's telling us, chapter 12 is telling us how we should live. And so one of those, um, headings might tell you that this is a a chapter on on living sacrifice. And and what does that even mean? So we'll flesh it out just a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and read those first couple verses to you from Romans chapter 12 and give you a jumpstart on tomorrow. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a holy 
living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do you want to jump in? Well, yeah, just, again, walking in humility of like, wow, God, if you, I realize my brokenness, my sin, I would use the word even depravity, that on my own, I can't do a thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's only because the Holy Spirit has touched me, touched my heart and gave me a new heart that makes this even possible. And so looking at Romans 12 and offering God really every aspect of our life to Jesus Mm -hmm. uh, should be nothing but um, exciting it's still difficult, but um, right when you frame it up within these chapters and you understand God's faithfulness over not only like my lifetime, but mm-hmm, hundreds mm-hmm. and thousands of years, mm-hmm. it makes me a little more excited to jump into this relationship with him and yeah. let God have access to all of my life. Mm-hmm. Right. I think literally when I hear the words living sacrifice, I grew up on a farm and some things. Um, oh, hey, here's my What's up, son. Cal? What's and up, Woody And R.C.? Hey, we're finishing a podcast. Give me just a sec. We'll come play with you, okay? Keep going. Okay. Anyway, when I think of literally what a living... Yeah. Yeah, you can sit on our lap. What a living sacrifice means, in my head, I get this picture of an altar. And um, I've heard it said like this, that, you know, well, we want to sacrifice things to God in our lives that are easy to get up on the altar and say, take this, Lord, you know, take this for me. I know it's not helpful, but it's hard to get up on that altar and say, okay, Lord, you know, I know that you really are working on me and, and my patience and my anger. Lord, I, I'm climbing back up, though, because I'm surrendering myself to you and your good and pleasing and perfect will. And so whatever you say is best, whatever you do, um, I'm trusting that you're faithful like you have always been uh, in my life and beyond. And so anyway, I literally picture sometimes when I hear that word living sacrifice, there's this altar um, before our lives. And uh, and we're we're on that unto the glory, unto the grace of God saying, your way is best, God. Have your way in me. Um, you're the, the potter, I'm the clay. So Anyway, so that's kind of a little bit uh, more than Romans chapter 11, but definitely just wanted to help make some kind of uh, continuity there for you because we've been talking about the law and, well, you know, if we're not supposed to live into this law, 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 then what does life look like? And and Romans chapter 12 gives us that. That's right. All right, so as we wrap up, have a great week. Cal's here. Cal, do you want, don't, don't speak too close to the microphone, but do you want to say anything to them, the listeners? Yeah. About God and Clarkson, I love him, and I love him actually, and I do, and I do love him, Amen. And all things I do, and he died on cross, and I like it, and I do, I just do, and I like him, Amen. Oh, amen. Oh, that is a great you. prayer. All right, hey, God bless you. From now we pass it from Cal to Kirby. Oh, wait, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. Say bye-bye. Bye. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.